who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Last time on Geek Force, we talk about Hamilton, talk about the amazing role of video games and how toxic they can be. And we also have Russell stop in to touch base on the amazing hip hop world of Hamilton. Raymond's birthday is also last week. Let's see what we're talking about now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat, and today is just another day here with the squad. The squad is <laughs> Amy, Ray, and Marlon. <laughs> I was trying to do something new, but welcome, you that guys. That intro was so energetic. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you guys and talk about all the fun things today. Are you happy to see us, Kat? <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. She said she was. Come on, Marlon. Don't start out like this. Come on. You're not gonna. You're not gonna break me today. No. No. Breaking you. Oh my god. Okay. That's a lot. Anywho, what's everyone's weekend? Wow. Okay. Anyway, uh, we have some news. I mean, I felt like it was a very animated uh, show-focused weekend, if that makes sense. But I do want to just kind of jump in into some seriousness. Um, This has been happening, I think, for the past two weeks. Apparently, um, I mean, I feel like every time we talk about that Justice League movie, something negative is attached to it. But this is actually pretty... Pretty serious, you guys. Um, apparent. Well, I'm not even gonna say apparently. So when they were making the Justice League movie, as you know, Zack Snyder could not direct, finish, direct it, it because of family. Uh, uh, he had to take care of some family issues, and so his daughter died. Yeah, his daughter died, and Josh Whedon, you know, signed on to help lead and direct and whatever. And everyone was excited because, of course, you know, he did their first Avengers movie. But, you know, it's been kind of hush-hush about everything until now. And I don't want to mess up his name, but the guy who plays Cyborg, his name is Roy. Oh, man. Roy. No, it's not Johnson. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. No, it's not, it's not Harper because I'm thinking I, Super I, DC right now. Okay. So it's Roy guy, Cyborg. Yeah, I want to say that. <laughs> but no. So the guy who plays Cyborg uh, was... I, to me, he was the first one that spoke up saying, you know, Josh Whedon was very inappropriate, uh, not really a nice guy to work with. Uh, he caused a lot of uh, uncomfortableness. You know, he just, was, it was all bad. This was Ray Fisher saying these things. Ray Fisher, that's his name. He, Josh Whedon was not a good guy. And then uh, I want to say last week, uh, Gal Gadot even said uh, he wanted to film some scenes she felt wasn't really Wonder Woman like, but you know, he was on that sex sells Hollywood type shit type shit. So then uh you know, she said no, so then they filmed the scene with the body double. But again, he was very kind of like bullying her to do these scenes and stuff. And so I don't know if anything else has come out of this, but it's just really disappointing that um people are still acting like this. And two, um like this franchise, I I just <laughs> it's always something. If it wasn't Zack Snyder, it's someone else in this franchise. And so, um, I know if, I'll probably still keep my eyes open. But what are you guys's uh, opinions on all of this coming out? It for me, 
it hurts a little bit because I love Joss Whedon's stuff. Like Same. Joss Whedon, like he made so many things I love. My favorite, my favorite comic, my favorite X Men comic book was written by this man. Like there's like you know like there's just so many things i dear about him and it just sucks coming to grips with that he's apparently right. been a shitty dude for a long time so that's all my thoughts i think are i it it hurts still for me it definitely explains why all the actors were like really hyping up the snyder cut and i was like I'll, hold on i'm like oh are they doing it True. because they want more money i'm like oh they're doing it because they feel like Zack snyder had a much better film and it got completely just dismantled and destroyed by joss whedon so now i can see why folks like jason lamo are using their instagram to promote go check out the snyder cut i mean i definitely was feeling very um you know cynical about why they were like self-promoting it but now after hearing all these you know actual first person accounts i'm like oh i get it like they want people to enjoy this version of the film because in their eyes and in their hearts and minds this was when they had a a much better time on set like this is like the this is going to be the product of like a much better film that they feel um was handled professionally as opposed to what came out Mm, that's a good point i'm gonna say it now if this if this Zack Snyder cut goes down in our history as being really good, uh, they need to just let this man make whatever the movie is that he wants to make instead of keep cutting him back. If mm-hmm. just give him one more and just let it be whatever he decides and don't try to fight him because honestly, I still think Man of Steel is one of the best movies in that franchise. Um, that was him. He did mess up Batman v Superman a little bit, but again, they messed with him on that because they got in the way of his production. They got in the way of, like, his life got in the way of this production a lot, but they were going to probably mess with him on this Justice League movie, too. Um, so they just, if this Snyder Cut is good, they need to let this man just make a DC movie, however he wants to do it. And leave right. Him <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Even if it comes out five hours long, it's still just 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 let it release. <laughs> I understand. But y'all have messed with this man so many times. Just let him release a so full movie. Many times. We might all love it. Like we really might. <laughs> and if we don't, I think I will feel better in seeing it because Obviously, like what Marlon said, the cast seemed like yeah, yeah. they were more proud of that. So, regardless of what happens, I, 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 I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind contributing my time to be like, well, I watched it because I support you guys. You guys had a lot going on when making this movie. And as hopeful as I am for this franchise, I just, it's just something else comes out. I'm just like, but I'm, what is going on over there? I might take a point away from all of them if if I if the Snyder Cut goes down as still being bad because yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be like y'all supported High this probability. after all of that. High probability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We shall see. Mm-hmm. We'll we see. Shall right? see. Next year. Either way, no Next one deserves year? to treat like that. But I still don't know why we're waiting a year later though. Like, why can't we show it now? They're gonna hype it. They gotta hype it. They gotta probably. They're probably still doing editing on. Because this production like, studio editing for five years. That's true. Hey, that production some movies do take time. a long ass time to make. But this movie has already came out. How? No, no, no. Cat, how much Zack Snyder cut could be like thirty six hours, like, and they have to like I cut think, it down to like eight. I think there's. What I would bet is part of it is like there's visual effects that just were never made 
that Snyder right. wanted to make that maybe they're making. Um, GI, for like, sure. If Dark Side's yeah. in this movie, that means yeah. I'm getting a live action Omega Beam, and that's going to be hype. Uh, You're right. so, Wait, it'll include the Omega Beam, Raymond. I, I, will be, I, will be, I will be a little disappointed if I don't get an Omega Beam. What if they have I might be a little Dark Side and they ran out of money for the budget for an Omega Beam? <laughs> so the movie just aimed at his eyes and going, and over. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> if y'all are going through all of this effort, I need an Omega Beam. Uh, uh, I won't demand it because that would be rude of Dear me. Dear Warner Brothers. I would okay. First of all, that Omega Beam. <laughs> It's bananas. It cuts. It has. It cuts corners and like a like a straight ninety degree angle. It just like goes. Around. It is it's the wildest amazing. laser beam I've ever seen. That's why I needed live action. That would be amazing to watch. Like I got right. Thanos. I got Infinity Stones. I got all sorts of crazy things in this world. But right. I, that is one thing I haven't gotten out of comics yet is a live action Omega Beam. Yeah. So I like. I'm down if they want to do it. Like, is okay, there never seen it. Google. Okay. Dark side Omega Beam, and you will just just Google like a like a, a compilation on YouTube. It's hilarious. You'll write out the get away. And just like fall I, need a, the corner. I need a joke DC show where he like writes out like his manifesto as Dark Side in his Omega Beam before it hits somebody. Like it's just. <laughs> I mean, he's gotten Flash a few times, and Flash has been like real confused. How it just, like, follows alongside him, like sometimes they split like, directions to catch up with you later. Like, right. Oh, yes. Like, oh, I think I got it. I think I think I shook it off. Oh no, it's over here. Omega beans. <laughs> they have a mind of their own. Like they're laser beams that can think and strategize and plan. That's what makes an Omega beam dangerous. <laughs> it's dark side. If that's in the movie, that's that, that's been worth the ten years. It'll be worth because okay. I I didn't hate the Superman scene in the middle of the movie. That's the one scene of that movie. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, I don't like that, that scene. I, But it's, it's the one scene that I feel like is me finally getting... I like the show's Defenders does it too, where they like introduce you. All the superheroes mm. finally get together and they mm. have that moment where like, all right, we're finally the Defenders. You've been waiting for it to we're happen. Squad. Like, yeah, we're a squad. And so that Superman scene is that basically. Uh, uh, Except when you like, we have a close up on the man's face and you're like, oh, his mouth. Oh, his mouth. Yeah, that's the, that's oh, yeah the his mouth, the mustache. <laughs> Hello, citizen. I am here to help Oh, gosh. gross mouth. I mean, they shouldn't give him any close-ups. They should have given him it. And they had the nerve to give this man multiple close-ups, knowing damn well seen, his mustache face was gross. Have you seen Henry Cavill? Like, he, look at this man's... Like, he's, he's beautiful. He's a handsome man, according right, to the Right, but they made like, him look weird. They should have at least let him... They should have, like done their best to do faraway shots and then let him come back from you know being dead with a mustache like oh i grew this i want to i want to try something out and, and the whole movie they're like that's so terrible stressed. we should get rid of it yeah. and the whole movie they're just like ribbing him the whole time but he right. came out with a full beard it's like i want to try something new and just him with a mustache right. <laughs> <laughs> at least oh. they would have made like it wouldn't it wouldn't look like a terrible like cgi job also would have cost them all that money to replace it for the whole film and but it's like <laughs> When it comes to CGI, especially in movies like these, because even I'm thinking about how cats did their CGI. No. And no. <laughs> we think, cats just... from Jump was a bad idea. The moment like, they said but, CGI cats, I'm like, no, this is all bad. But, bad see, idea. like, the Justice League movie has, like, the <laughs> same type of CGI, because nope. it's like, 
And it was so unfinished. No, it this league, so they at least were in costumes. Their costumes aren't CGI'd onto them. I'll okay, give them that. Yeah, that part. <laughs> there was a costume department that CGI made those part, things. I was just like, this looks Cats like it has the had first layer. Fully make a cat taint on a human body. <laughs> And yeah. then had them edit the taint out. We're like, you know what? Maybe this is too much for people. Maybe this is, <laughs> maybe that's where we're crossing the line. Not just making these cats look like humans, but maybe As the cat editing. butthole is where we got to stop. Right. Maybe we should cross the line. Hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, but I no, feel like, yeah, it's no. so bad to me. And I'm just like, this Snyder Cut, they may, they better have like, you know, finished you better be editing. Because even the editing in the movie, and I understand it was bad because they're trying to get it in that time frame, but it was like what they taught us in intro to video gaming when it yeah, came to it editing. You do not cut there. You do not just shoot, new scene. I'm like, what is ha- has time gone by? Like I was so confused the yeah. whole time. Then I saw it again. Like, like there also was like a lighting issue, a color issue, and some scenes it was like green and other scenes it was red. It's like, why is the sky (laughs) turning colors in every other shot you're doing of someone's face? Playing around in Adobe visual effects. Oh, I like this. Next. I like this. Next. Done. What do you think? I'm like, who? You know what? I'm gonna, after this show, you guys, I'm gonna like IMDb these uh, editors because they're the ones I was really angry about, but I know that was strongly doing your job. I get it, but yeah, you can still do better. No, you're right. They were probably left with a lot of scenes that were like (laughs) 10 minutes long and they were trying to get it down to three minutes and like. Right. And there was just more conversation coming. I, I wonder if that was why some of that happened, where it was just like, we have to cut it here right. because technically the scene isn't done. Or they're like taking like the middle of a scene so and bad. just using that part. Yeah, no, it, just, it is weird. It was really I'm disappointed weird. in y'all. And I, I don't I understand there's pressure and stuff, but I don't know. I feel like somebody could have been like, what if we just do this? It's a weird angle, but I don't know. Continuity. I will see. In the in the far future about this movie, uh, very angry at Josh Whedon right now because again, you know, you brought the well, joys. He, he's had a history. Like last year, his wife when they divorced, yep. she came out wrote this oh, yeah. long I, essay about how he was like having affairs with with people on set and like the the Josh Whedon mm-hmm. fan base, like the websites were like, okay, we're done, and they like shut down or they did something. What? They like basically disowned him. So his fan base or his his his, his like big time fan base like was like, now nah, we out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so yeah. he, he has a history. Done. It's shitty because I love um, his work, but it's fucking. It's just he's a shit. Dr. Horrible. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. So has he? Sorry. Has anyone know? Has he responded to any of this lately? I, I have heard. Nothing. I think he's I most likely it. working with his teams to either a figure out how he's going to address it, or b be like, let's just find some other project we can do that so that we can like just have work. Yeah. Right. A distraction. Well, because of COVID times, it's like you have no work to do anyway. So and and Firefly. Right. Firefly. Firefly. Good old times. He started Ages of Shield. You know how I feel about that show. But they actually got better without him. So. Well, but that's also his 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 brother and his Mm -hmm. sister-in-law. Like yeah, they made it. And they've done. They've done. What other show was there? They made that show um, better than the whole Justice League movie. Another show of theirs that I love. Hold on. I mean, I think a show that I think is getting really great is uh, Legends of Tomorrow. 
Okay, we're still in the DC world. No, no, here's why. I feel like the Arrowverse definitely made... Like now. Like now. I feel like the Arrowverse definitely made every show be like, you gotta be serious. But I feel like now literally... Wasn't it tomorrow? I was like, oh, we're that funny show. So they fully just did a 180, and now they're like doing like, like a, it's like a oh, sitcom yeah. show. They're like making fun of each other and like having these really like ridiculous moments and just be like, we're a goofy show. We have some serious moments, but we're, we're mostly going to like be here for laughter and just, you know, no longer we're going to be like arrow serious and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, we're that show that's going to be like The Flash if The Flash was just all about comedy and like small amount of substance. Mm. And we have Constantine as a main character now, which is like in the new season. Yeah, Constantine was like the one I liked the show when it came out. I feel like it didn't have a lot of, it didn't get promoted well. Also, just you know, it it was just on a different channel. It was on Sci-Fi before I even got to CW, and then by the time I got to CW, it just didn't have enough following. But they picked him up as a character, and they've made him an integral part of Legends of Tomorrow. Like the original cast of that show is just all gone. Like right. oh yeah, well not Firestorm uh, is gone. He's no longer no, OG tomorrow. No, it's not the entire cast. You still got Heat Wave. No, uh, I mean uh, he's uh, left now too. Well, no, I was saying that F- Firestorm has left. Like he's like fully like they're fully off the show. Like he had like a goodbye. Yeah. Like, both versions. No, I know that. But I, you said the entire original cast you is said gone. Everyone's gone. I said everyone's gone except for the, everyone's gone except for like um, Heat Wave. Uh, uh, Sarah. What's her name? Sarah's there, uh, and then Sarah's. That she's a big character. White canaries. I think. I think honestly, I think it's just those two. I think it's just, just those two. Were two uh, at, this point, at this point of the show, in like season five, yes, I think that's true. Uh, mm. There was more of them in season. Oh yeah, three? there was still a lot of them in season three. Yeah, and three. Uh, three like they were holding on to a lot of them. For a while. I watched for all of it, and like they, for a while they had the like for a while they had the core crew there, like we're gonna keep you. But then like yeah. Firestorm, half of him was like, okay, I'm leaving, and then right. Firestorm was like, yeah, I'm leaving, and then Snart was like, cool, I'm out, I'm going back to the Flash now. So he right. left, and then Hawk Girl went back oh, in time was and was like, I was glad they left them behind. That was, I'm out. Uh, that, that writing was bad that first season. That was rough. Wow. That was rough. All that hot girl, that hot girl, hot they were girl. Trying. Vandal, they did Vandal Stop. Savage so wrong in they that did. show. They did. Oh, I need to watch that art because that's like one of my favorite uh, They arts. bring up Vandal mm. Savage one time in the new season and like someone goes, you don't need to know about that. And then it's kind of like, keep going. <laughs> season what? one was not very good. It wasn't yeah. done great. It really wasn't done great. Like, oh, Vandal season Savage. two is when it got No, good. we're done. We're done with this. But yeah, now like they're just all about humor and, jo- and jokes and like singing songs. Like the last episode I saw, they had Cisco singing the thong song and like a fight scene. The actual <laughs> Cisco was on, was in this like scene with them, and was oh like, yeah. "It's just a, it's a comedy show at this point. It's a comedy like, show because like they were at like this theme of like great evil, and like the thong song is like listed as like the number nine most evil thing invented by man. Oh my <laughs> god. And like, it wasn't that bad. And people were like, what's that? He goes, oh, you're just so young. I'm going to play it. And then play it. And then Cisco singing the song song as they're fighting like, uh, they're fighting Marie Antoinette in like a caveman. It's just like, what is this scene? What kind of night at the museum kind of bullshit is this? And I'm like, you know what, Legends? Good job. This show has just decided we're going to be funny nonstop. We don't care. 
Because they seemed yeah. more serious when I was watching it. Like they seemed to right. like interweave the plot with like actual history, which I kind of thought was pretty cool. Oh yeah. But now it seems like they've. They were trying so hard <laughs> to be like historical no and be relevant, but they're like, you know what? We're gonna have our own adventures. We'll do a crossover episode when we have to, but like our own adventures are going to be just so strictly separate from everything else. Um, I feel like the Flash and Arrow definitely have a lot of, like, crossover, but the Legends just don't. Like, outside of a crossover, they're doing their own thing, just, mm-hmm. and it works. Like, even, like, the the intro to the show has changed. It's now, like, it's now them, like, doing, like, funny faces, like, a little, like, goofy soundtrack comes on. It's like, the Legends! Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Like, before, it's just, like, symbol, symbol, symbol. We are Pooh, the legends. Now it's like yeah, a full he, funky riff, and it's like, yeah, that show has become a what completely is different thing. It's found its niche. Huh. It's really found its. It's like I feel like it's like with the other. If you watch the DC uh, online, they have um, dang it, what's that crew called? Uh, it's it's like a robot man, and uh, oh, I forget the name of it. But basically, it's a very similar show on DC Online where it's like a superhero show, but it's like, oh, we're just going to be goofy and like do really dumb stuff. And it's just like, because you, we, can, we can't be serious because that's already taken. And we're not going to be like this other like information. We're just going to be funny. So that's the Legends is that show. I'm through. I just, uh, I guess my question is how, like now that they're like this now, what is the fans reaction do they like it do you know if people like it um it's gotten like what six seasons so far i feel like people are enjoying it okay it's true i mean i feel like it's like a good reprieve from watching the arrowverse and being sad and also right. the flash for a minute was also very sad for yeah. a hot minute it's like that's damn, the only show flash? i watch out of the out of the three or four i don't really watch supergirl but i, don't watch, supergirl I watch it i watch it for the crossover I didn't even watch Batwoman, honestly, until I was like, oh, wait, she's in a crossover? Oh, she has a show now. Oh, damn, that's happening. Right, a crossover, (laughs) and you're like, oh. There's too many. (laughs) But we got a new Batwoman now, and I'm very excited to uh, see what she's got. (laughs) Oh, yeah, what's her name, Marlon? (laughs) I have no idea. I don't watch the show. She was a character on the show, and I was like, oh, I wish I watched this show. I don't know who this person is. I don't know who either, but I'm just excited to see it because we do need some, yeah. some, 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 something new. You know, Arrow's over, Legend Tomorrow's still going, Supergirl's still going, Flash is Irish, still going. Irish Russ is right. Not really Irish, a superhero. She, Irish she tries to be as much as possible. Right. I love Irish Russ. I actually I really her. love what they've done with Irish Russ in that show. Like, <laughs> they made her better for they, sure. They. they, they they made her a better Felicity. They made her what Felicity was trying to be in. Trying, they messed Felicity right. up. You mean uh, when she wasn't getting married to Oliver like every other season? Yeah, and then it was, and then that <laughs> had to be off again, on again because like, he had to be a playboy. And then, and then, then she had the kids. Right. It was just much better with Barry Allen because he's not sleeping around, and they could like really go into like have relationship goals as a show. And, oh like, yeah, that was right. it was perfect. And they have their growing, and then they learn together. Hiding a whole it. portion of his life from was, the person until something happens. Like, oh yeah, I did this thing a, a while it, ago. I didn't tell you about it. <laughs> it did make that show much more soap opera and oh i'm okay God. with that because it was like a that's kind of, of, kind of right. what, it, what superhero 
like comic books kind of became anyway. It was just like these crazy things bigger than themselves. My evil brother's coming to my wedding, rah, like, or my villain is my villain is actually the person that gave me my powers, and now I have to do That's this. And like, it gets overly complicated sometimes. So it's so far for But this is true. But, I mean, um, I think there are three separate stories I can think of where like an evil twin of a superhero has impregnated his girlfriend or wife and they have Something a child crazy. and it's like especially with the flash what literally <laughs> literally barry allen's origin story is that he is the lightning bolt that gave himself his own powers yeah. that right. created the speed force like yeah. right. that's like that is the most convoluted storyline of all time like <laughs> i was like okay so right, it barry. makes sense with the flash the speed force was always mystical anyway Damn, it makes true. no sense yeah, superhero. So. I love it. Soap operas. I like that. We love your DC. We love our DC drama. I guess because oh, DC oh, yeah. killing in the Marvel drama. Can form, never, Marvel can never have that type of drama. Really, like if yeah. they did, it would be very clean cut. Like I'm yes, it's Agent of Shield is still happening. That show. That show cleaned up a bit too. Every now and then, like it started getting better. I still hear people liking these last. I didn't mind Flash? season five. No, Agent uh, Shield. I kept oh, watching Shield. when. The woman from the 100 who is like, she's in a bunch of shows. The, she's an Asian woman. She's in the 100. She's in like every other sci-fi movie. She's in Dollhouse. And- yes. Yeah. She was no, in no, no, Human you're Leader, about. I think. Like, yeah. I stopped watching the moment I, that happened yeah. and like she became, and she like gave someone some like cocoon. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I stopped watching. <laughs> I'm going to do the right thing and say we've gone off to Joss Whedon tangent for a while now, but and we're back um, to Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, yeah, because Dollhouse, we got back to him somehow. Right. Um, and but, Agent of the Shield. Yeah, and Agent of the Shield. Jed Whedon, that's who I was talking about. He did Spartacus, too. That's what I was looking oh, at. Oh, like, what did he, oh, he, yeah. he was the he producer of Spartacus, and I love Spartacus. That was Spartacus. a good show. That but, was a really great show. But, uh, yeah, that's like season two. Agent of the Shield, unfortunately, doesn't really get better till like arguably season three um but it's really four that's the best one four um, mm-hmm. it's that's golden it's high quality marvel drama right there that was um, just beautiful it was writing just, it was it was but fantastic i will say like you know again this is his last final season and i don't know how this is gonna end because right now i think i told you guys they're doing this whole like traveling through the each decade so like currently they're in the 80s they're like 1983 um because they're fighting with these like really crazy like synthetic alien race called chronicons and the chronicons are basically just trying to take over their planet by destroying (laughs) by like putting things so then you know it's very interesting to me how the show was 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 promised to be part of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe yeah. but then it never really was and outside right. of Lady Sif and so now they're reaching for cro- these these creatures as the season 6 baddie because they have right. nothing else they could use really like that's right. well, I mean, continue I'm sorry oh, they're bad though they're, but they give me like uh, Star Trek vibes like it's like it's definitely a take from some Star Trek villain I just can't put yeah. my finger on it um, but they're really they're really like really good villains because they're almost unstoppable but what I really really like right now is the crew going through each time and how some are like oh when I was 10 years old actually during this time versus people who have never been to earth they're just like y'all had this really like they had the whole uh, racism the episode it was really good Um, I mean from like the- everyone's 
Is is the is the whole original cast like changed or is anyone kind of half, half of them changed? No. I guess you could say, but most yeah. of like the the scientists, Coulson, okay, uh, May. Oh, I love May. Daisy, like the main, yeah, basically the whole main They're crew is there. there. They've only lost like one person out of the original. Oh, May right. is still there. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. That's my favorite character is May. But uh, um, I mean, there's Mac, there's Deke, and then there's there's their own Chronicon dude who's who's like their data. Basically, he's their data in the in the crew because he's very like, oh, I don't know. Whoever is that actor, he is so good at playing like an android. Like he has the voice, and it's so good. So. It's amazing but, how good some people are doing that because Summer right. Glau was always good. At, she was a good Terminator too. Like those, right. yeah. These actors that I just don't know much about, and I'm like, I will never forget you. So if I see this dude in another thing, I'm like, mm, he's going to play this role because he is in Android mode all the time. But uh, recently they're in the '80s, and it was a very kind of I feel like it was a filler episode because some past stuff caused a character to lose their parents i'm like what does that even mean in marvel timeline if you if your parents are dead but then when you in your timeline they're alive so i don't know what that means but basically they had to kind of pull together and fight like it was weird it was it was an 80s tv show because they were using like What's that movie with Matthew Broderick and War Games? It was a, definitely a okay. War Games episode because it was computers <laughs> and and uh, uh, lots of hacking. And then they had like an 18 moment. It was like, I like it. I, I like how each episode per decade is throwbacks to other uh, TV shows of that decade. Okay. <laughs> well... I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the torch, Eming, for your little TV show. Oh, you want me to go? Oh, yes. okay. Um, so on August sixth, which is next month, um, CBS All Access, I believe, is dropping Star Trek Lower Decks. And oh, if you've seen seen the preview. It has some hardcore Rick and Morty vibes. I'm pretty sure most of you have seen it, right? Yes. I've seen it. And I thought it, it looks funny. Like like one thought that I mentioned before the show was that it didn't ha- it didn't feel like a Star Trek show though. Which mm-hmm. is kind of nice because Star Trek always has this very like very specific format that they've always followed for so many years. And it's it was very weird not seeing that. Like like it's basically, you know, a comedy which is not something that Star Trek is really known for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm intrigued by it. I want to know what you guys thought, if you guys saw it. Um, I like the perspective because in every Star Trek show, you know, we talk about the crew, but we really don't talk about the, the, the people who are usually always dying because that part of the ship gets blown up. And mm-hmm. it, and I said it kind of gave me an Avenue... Uh, is it Avenue, Avenue 5? Avenue, Avenue 5. Q. Don't say cute, because I was about to say cute. Avenue but 5. Avenue 5. I don't know. I finally show. just finished that season. That's a great one. Yeah. It, it reminds me of that because that introduced you the crew me. who was actually doing the work, you know, mm-hmm. and they were below deck. So it, it kind of was like, oh, okay, so now we're exploring other parts of the ship in all these new shows. That's cool. And I'm down for it. And it does give me a Rick and Morty vibe, but I am curious. You know why, and- right? the storyline that these characters are going through like is it going to be like like do we know if they're part of which franchise or is this just a whole new it's uh, i think it's in the discovery timeline 
Mm, um, it looks like it's it looks like it's in that little timeline. Um, it's it's a I, we'll see how they put the ship into the rest of the thing. That'll be fun. Uh, you know who's the creator for the show? I just I uh, we just Ooh, all watched the show really recently at the start of this thing on Hulu. Ooh. Not Dave. No, uh, Mike, Mike Mahan, the My guy who Mike, Mike Mahan and Justin Rowland were the creators on Silver Opposites. Oh, uh, nice. he's, he's a writer for. He was a writer on Rick and Morty. He's been he's the creator, he's the creator of this show too. So that's why it, it feels that way. When you watch it show one enough, you pick up the vibes of it from when they spin off and do other things. Yeah, <laughs> Rick and Morty? No, Solar. And it makes sense because Solar Opposites is a little more sci fi than Rick and Morty. That's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're right. Now, Star Trek gets to. Now it's interesting because they get to delve into comedy now, like straight up, like off the cuff, sometimes poop humor comedy for Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a really Gene Roddenberry strange. would not be pleased. Right. That's the only thing. You're right. He he actually he would he actually wouldn't be pleased. Um, No, he would not. (laughs) But um, he he didn't like um uh what's his face um when they cast him in in a in in the lead for TNG he didn't like him either that was weird I'm like but he's so perfect Um, for for, to be a um um uh shoot Um, Jean Luc oh. Hey, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I like, didn't know who you were talking about. I was like, who? He came out recently and said that he didn't like him. Like when he went to like uh, this is do the his son? thing. Uh, Patrick, this is his, no, this is no uh, at the time. Who? At the time, back mm-hmm. when, um, when, uh, when Stewart went to go do his audition. Roddenberry didn't like him and he actually went to the execs and he's like don't cast him but they were like no <laughs> he's gonna be the captain and so um, and so he was like yeah the whole time that he was like on set he like never talked to me he never like tried to be around me I know it's I'm just like wow that's crazy. It's it's a testament to how far removed this is from Roddenberry at this point um, yeah but but like <laughs> I also think Next Generation just completely redefined what Star Trek was, like, because um, it's definitely not the same as that as Captain Kirk's world. Like, they connected mm, it sure. together, and they they you know like it's part of the same timeline. And so, like, Captain Kirk was in multiple things with Picard, so it you know it works and it comes together. Leonard Nimoy and all these other characters they stayed in a franchise, but like it's not the same thing. Um, and neither is Lower Decks, and this wouldn't exist without the Orville. Mm-hmm. Um, and Seth MacFarlane. So, oh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. So that's he redefined Star Trek also. Just and he kept most of that same style. He just added yeah. jokes in between. Like most of that same Star Trek style that we know and love as Next Generation. That's basically how the Orville is filmed for the most part. So mm-hmm. uh, there's just jokes. Yeah. And, and every now we an episode is a whole issue. <laughs> Yeah, mm, like you right. laugh. Like that's the biggest difference is, is you laugh at the show. Like you, yeah. Yeah. And the <laughs> co-captain is from uh, Shield. Agents of Shield, also. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that whole story. Yeah, the baton, and I was like, oh, she's also in the Orville. <laughs> yeah, she's great. I love it when these come together. Um, yeah, so that's Star Trek, but then Raymond has Star Wars. 
I do. They announced the Bad Batch. Why did they both announce them like in the same week? I was getting them mixed up until someone's like, no, there's two different shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. They announced the Bad Batch show today. That's going to be really cool. It's still all the same people. It's Dave Filoni. It's a lot of the same producers and writers that were from Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, It's supposed to be taking place with this clone crew that they introduced in season seven. Um, They're all, they're not clones. They are, but they're not because they have their own personalities and their own tics, and they're so they're not clones. Nice. Um, and so they also just don't all look the same um, as all the rest of them do. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be taking place with them after Order sixty six and oh. the hijinks that they get into after Order sixty six. Mm, so I'm guessing mm. they ignore it, which is going to be great. I don't, and that's what that's my question is like. Were they clone? Were they because they were special clones? So like, were they special clones, and that meant they didn't have tags uh, to like make them flip? Um, that might be that might be what the show is about: is them like trying to check in because they didn't yeah. get flipped, and they're like, "We were killing the Jedi." Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? The Empire? Like, <laughs> what? Right. So, that makes sense. Yeah. That might be what happens. Um, I know the bad batch. Yeah. There's a. There's an extra spoiler from season seven about a character that's going to probably be in the Bad Batch that I'll be interested to see if they flip. Um, mm. But so we'll see. That's that'll be the fun. All I know is I get another show in this timeline of the prequels that I love so dearly at this point. So I mean, <laughs> let's be real. The prequels are killing it in terms of like continuity of like the actual Star Wars. The prequels oh, yeah. that are on like that are animated are doing an amazing job. <laughs> yep. Mm. Give Rebels. so much background and the storytelling so much better. Yep. We'll probably see there's some characters from Clone Wars that made it into Rebels. Well, mm. this will probably we'll probably see there's like 14 years in between that. So we'll okay. see how some of them ended up where they ended up in Rebels and it'll just it'll be good. It's Dave Filoni. This man can't do wrong yet in the Star Wars universe. So nice. I'll take it. When does this come out? Is this on Disney Plus? Disney Plus 2021-ish is what it says. So first we're getting Star Trek next month on CBS Access. Then next year we get our Star Wars Bad Batch. That's actually, that makes sense since the Clone Wars last season came out this year. So that's a nice break for you to jump in. Right, right, right. So, okay. Disney, Disney slowly trying to you, we're trying to get you guys back to actually keep the subscription, you know? So, I see you, Disney. I see After you. Hamilton. After Hamilton, you know, because it's like that and then all the Marvel TV shows coming out next year, too. Hey, so, I'm just like... You also got Saturday morning, you know, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, you know? Yeah, I do that. Get on that fun. Rescue Rangers. <laughs> a very slept on theme song that goes from like literally just like a really somber, the nigga just goes, din, 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 and it's like, yeah, this is a jam. Yeah, with, my, with, my, with my bowl of Cocoa Puffs, at, let's do it. Having <laughs> <laughs> parties in your own uh, Getting a place. whole salad bowl and it's like, let's fill it all the way up. <laughs> right, right, right. Eating with a well, I'm glad you said something, Marlon, because it's time for Marlon's Corner. What, what? This corner, unfortunately, is not going to be brought to you by a tilt. It's just going to be a very flat, 
flat corner. It's going to be a regular Marlin corner, no tilt. We had it leveled. Um, so this weekend was uh, Ubisoft Forward, where Ubisoft was going to be uh, streaming all their upcoming games and titles and just let's see what they've been working on and, and uh, giving people a chance to look at it. Uh, I'm not going to mention all of them because there were just a ton of games that they're A, working on, B, are coming out soon, or C, are going to be happening in the near future. Um, so I decided just to kind of like narrow to some games that I've heard of or games that just seem super interesting to yours truly. So the first game we're going to talk about, I got strong cyberpunk vibes. It's called Watchdog Legion. When I first saw like the trailer for it, I definitely thought, oh, this is cyberpunk because it takes place uh, in like this dystopian future um, in London. So like everyone's speaking in uh, a London British accent. There's like a lot of monuments. But in this future society, um, it's like, you know, the you're a part of the resistance um, so it's very kind of like Blade Runner-ish. There's like drones flying in the air. You're being scanned. Um, it's very much like you're against the government and you're a part of this resistance. And what's cool is you get to recruit multiple agents uh, as a part of the resistance. And the game made it this thing to say that you can recruit anyone in London to be a part of your resistance. And if at some point the character you're playing as dies, they are permanently dead but you have this full roster of other characters to play as that have wow. skills you can like customize their skill set for, uh, whether it's being an enforcer, whether it's being a hacker, um, you're able to kind of like um, find these people thanks to your AI named um, Bagley, who tells you, hey, this person has a skill set and technology like they might be you know really good at recruiting it also seems like their brother or their cousin was like taken maybe if you save them they'll be able to be recruited so you're just doing all these really cool missions to recruit people and you basically just overthrow this resistant government and what for me what seemed really cool was the fact that like if your character dies it just says perma dead and this character is just gone off your list. And you kind of go and you scroll through who you still have and you plug them in and it says, great person, you've been called, so-and-so is dead. Can you either go finish their mission or go do a different mission that has a similar outcome? And one of the trailers, they showed this old lady sitting at like a bus stop and she gets a phone call. And so she gets up and she's a part of the resistance. And so she like walks over to this bank and like puts on this mask and just go and just start shooting people. This old lady. <laughs> it was the What's the name of this game it's, it's called Watchdog Legion. This okay. old lady's in it, like tasing people in the face and like holding them at gunpoint. And it's like, all right, boys, now it's your turn. And it's like, and it's like, great. <laughs> this game really meant you can recruit anyone. <laughs> and it's wow. and like it like and like like the trailer ended with like just like a, a reel of like showing people you might meet and like showing these things like, hey, all these people you see on the street, you can recruit because the whole point of this mission is like to build this resistance, to build this group and to overthrow it. And of course it is a first person shooter game. So definitely requires you know, shooting, being good at shooting. There are some melee components if you click on like an enforcer background, but um, a lot of the combat definitely seems to be like geared towards getting cool guns and shooting people with like, of course, hacking on the side. Uh, but it's really awesome. It's called Watch Dog Legion. It comes out October 29th. So that's when it's dropping. Um, so that's that game. Any questions so far about Watchdog? That sounds 
sounds like a lot. And is this on PC? This is going to be on multiple Xbox. platforms, I believe. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm. That's a lot. I mean, it sounds interesting. I definitely want to see someone play this. So I feel like it's one of those games that I need to watch to understand. Because playing it, I'm going to be so confused. Yeah. Like, it's going to be on PS5, PS4. The whole I haven't time. played any. I haven't played any Watchdog games. I've but. never played a, a, a Watchdog game Watchdog ever, game. but this is when I'm like, yo, I will play this. <laughs> to be that old lady? Like, I want to get the, that little lady was Because, like, every person has a really distinct looking mask, and, like, her, like, because she's, because this character's a woman, so, she's, like, she's literally, like, kind of, she has a slow walk, and so you're playing as her, and, like, this person like, had to, like, hop a fence, so she, like, hops a fence like a little old lady, just kind of just little, like, crawl over a fence, and I was like, they put so much thought into her movement, it is so funny and so accurate, and, like, she's, like, hunched over shooting people, like, she has a full hunch, and, like, a gun just, like, laying people out, and it's just like, wow, this is, this is, I want this That's game, funny. I want I'm it so bad. <laughs> Yes, please get this game. Watch Log Legion. All right, next up is a game I saw and I clicked on it because it has the amazing Giancarlo Esposito. You know him from The Boys, from Better Call Saul, and of course, from The Mandalorian. He is in a Far Cry game. He's in Far Cry 6. And what's even better is he plays President um, Castillo and he has this like little boy that he's like training to like, you know, hey, like I'm going to give you my kingdom because he, he, spoiler, he's a bad guy. And so like, he's training this kid like, you're going like, to run my kingdom. And the first scene is him putting a grenade in this boy's hand and pulling the plug and telling him, don't open your hands. Now follow me up these <laughs> stairs. And this boy's like holding this grenade and walking with him up these stairs as like the entire city's on fire. And he goes, listen, all these people in my country, you know, they just don't know what's good for them. You know, they're just, and like, it like, of course, cuts to like people like protesting, saying the president's evil and they want him gone. He goes, listen, they don't know what's good for them. We're what's good for them. Like your hands around this grenade are like me and you. If we let go, everything's gonna explode. And, and, and like, what's really cool is the boy is voiced by Anthony Gonzalez, a.k.a. the voice of Coco from the movie Coco. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> he's in this movie. And, like, he's, like, holding the grenade and, like, he's freaking out. And, and he's like, listen, listen, <laughs> me and you together are going <laughs> to... <laughs> being in control and the island is called Yara and I was just staring at this just trailer being like this game is going to be so wild and so basically you oh play gosh. as a character named Danny Rojas you can play as either a boy or a girl um, and you're again leading resistant, uh, resistance to overthrow um, President Castillo now my concern is like how does this little boy play into, into this thing like are you going to try to at some point convince the boy to make a different choice is it possible but it just seems like, like the, uh, yeah it just seems like, yeah. like this like this boy is like yo like I'm with this guy and he seems to be training me and grooming me like what's going to happen you know um this boy also could do nothing. I, there's been too many video games where, that I've played mm-hmm. where they give you a trailer with something really cool and interesting, and then it means nothing when the game comes out. So, uh, oh my gosh. True. I think you, everyone remembers that Dead Island trailer. Oh, probably. God. Yeah. I, uh, I so. do. I do remember that, actually. <laughs> 
So uh, don't get your hopes too high with the boy, but it would be cool if he's part of something, or maybe that's the character you're playing as. Like it's years later or something. You submit. Uh, no, no. Like the, it's part of something. The boy is different. The boy is different. I believe. The boy you're is just, different. Yeah, All like right. you're just playing. Uh, like what's what's happening? I, I'm wondering if it's going to be kind of like last of us where it's like you play hopefully that like all of the last of us were like you know it'll probably like cut back to the boy in the village with present and like getting more bad lessons and cut to you like being a resistance fighter but i'm also wondering like um because the game like most far cry games definitely it's about influence and you know trying to change the tide so i'm wondering just like how much influence you'll have over this young this young boy as you're like loving up in the game and of course, like you're getting guns again and you're getting, you know, these awesome weapons as usual. Um, but now it's like you're literally fighting like a guerrilla fight in the city. You, you can like duck into houses of people that are like going to like try to protect you, try to hide. Uh, like a lot of the running involves you running over like favelas and like, trying to dodge people. And then, of course, hiding in the forest and like trying to like kind of come in and come out and like engaging in like this really cool like street warfare. Last of Us stuff. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So more, more people in the streets. Yeah. And this game is going to drop February eighteenth, twenty twenty one. That's a little close to your birthday, isn't it? Yes, little Are you going to get it for your birthday? Um, I have had a horrible record of completing Far Cry games. Um, oh really? I feel like it's just either the mission is too loose. Or like the open world is just like I think the last one I played a lot of was the one where you're trying to overthrow some cult guy in the middle of like Appalachia, and I was like, I got like maybe an hour or four, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going, and I stopped. And then before that, I played the one uh, we are well, like the villain's like some blonde Asian guy with like a pink suit, and then I heard that if you just like sit the controller down for 15 minutes the game ends and you win and i did that and it came true like because raven the beginning of far cry 4 the guy tells you wait here and you get like this like indicator says hey you can move away and try to escape but if you literally wait 15 minutes in real time the guy goes oh hey thanks for waiting you get the helicopter and you fly to like the end of the game and then it just says, you finished. <laughs> you get like, this is complete. And I was like, huh. All right. I'm done. For, for, for Far Cry, what I know of the Far Cry series, that sounds completely within their wheelhouse. <laughs> like, they just, oh. people are always crazy or something with insanity. No, no, that's, that's I'm sure that's that was actual part of the game. Yeah, it's a very intentional thing. Because like, the villain tells you, if you wait, I'll help you. But of course, he's a villain, so you're like, no, I gotta like escape, and you escape, you like help someone else escape, and like you get marked like great. Like now the villain's like, cool, like you're my enemy, I'm gonna hunt you down now. But if you just stay with the villain, it's like cool, like I killed all these people, I'm now going to help you because like the whole point is you want to spread your mother's ashes at the the top point of some mountain, and so like this is great, I'll take you there, and he takes you there, and you disperse her ashes, and it says. Mission complete. You did the thing you went to do. Wow. And it literally starts like credits roll. It's like great, the game's over. And the credit screen comes up and it's like, thanks for playing. Do 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 like it's very, it's very like, hey, listen, it's your choice. You can wait or you cannot wait. It's up to you. But when you play the whole game, is it, is that uh, worth? Like, is it a good 
playthrough game. I played up to the point where you could like unlock or you could shoot the lock off of like like animal catcher cages and release animals into camps that were like trying to mm-hmm. capture them. And I was like, cool. Uh, I'm yes. done with this now. This is also boring. I'm cool. <laughs> I have terrible luck with Far Cry games. I don't finish them at all. But but this Far Cry game, do you think this is one that you might actually... Because the story sounds... Like, I'm like, should I look into this game? I'm going to wait never for reviews. I'm going to wait. Okay. I'll probably get it in the summer. So I'll wait until it's on sale and get it for the review. True. And I'm only going to get it because it has Giancarlo Esposito and right. I love him as an actor, so I will get it for him. Same. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Days of Play sell for next year. Yeah. We'll get it for PS5. PS5. Yeah. And then um, just an update on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, I was mm-hmm. telling Grant about it. Uh, I saw some of the gameplay of the game, and it is the game is literally all about fighting in the mud covered in dirt and blood. They took oh. the brutal combat from the witcher if you if you put the witcher it's a whole lot of like slicing and cutting they took that and they like jacked it all the way up to the point where you're literally like you can get like fully like maimed if you're not paying attention people can like flank you in the middle of combat it's a whole lot of like trying to maneuver yourself and fight and keep track of like who's around you if your men are flanking the correct way um, there's a whole siege battle component that I think is super awesome to where you pull up mm-hmm. in your long ship with your like Viking warriors who you've like recruited. You yeah. roll up to like the front gate and get a battering ram to start battering down the stronghold to attack it. Because if you attack <laughs> it, you get to like, of course, um, take it over. And now you have a better foothold on that like certain part of the area. Uh, it just looks really awesome. I mean, at some okay. point they decapitate someone, they cut someone's hand off in some scenes. Um, it just looks so awesome even like the the even upgraded like the um naval battle from black flag and assassin's creed it looks way more easier to understand um especially because since you're a viking you, you have that long ship which is meant to like board ships so you're fully like ramming into ships and like your men are getting off and like fully attacking another ship and just going for it you can have multiple long ships with you and it just it looks so awesome it looks like a it's basically a, a, almost a tactical RPG game at a certain point. Like, it just looks awesome. And what's even better is, like, if your weapon happens to, like, it knocked out of your hand or break during combat, you just can grab what's on the ground. And, like, if that's, if that's two shields, you get two shields. You just, like, run into people, try to knock them over so your other allies can stab them. It just looks great. And, of course, the other side you see is that you can be diplomatic. You can literally solve, like, an issue with diplomacy and gain prestige that way. So that was really awesome to see that civilizations or something yeah. it's like a mixture of like the witcher and like that dragon age scene where you're sitting on the throne and you're like dictating how you want to handle certain things it's a mixture of those two things mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah. that sounds not bad yeah. I, I, I like the I this one. Yeah. and that one's gonna drop of course uh november 17th Oh, yeah. so PS5 time. Yeah, PS5 time. So the full gambit. That was going to be really awesome to check out. Um, but another game I saw that's the beta is open. This game is called Hyperscape. And watching the trailer, it literally word for word reminded me of Ready Player One. I was like, wait, this is the plot to Ready Player One. Because they're saying, hey, I'm so-and-so, and and we play this game called The Crown. Uh, It's called 
crown rush and we live in a future where we all live in these like um trailer homes that are stacked on top of each other and i was like this is literally ready player one and then it's like people live for this game because if you play this game you can get real world like this is ready player one this is and then it got worse it's like but something's happening in the game uh, there's a mystery within it that we got so like this is ready player one I mean, maybe they think they can do a better job than the movie. That's maybe the that. But I will say this: it's a, it's like, um, it's a battle royale game. It looks very much like Overwatch. Uh, straight up, also like Overwatch at certain points too. Where like you're running in the city of New Arcadia. And you have like these really ostentatious guns and like really. I know, I know. With so many of these, there's so many battle royale games. Um, (laughs) But basically, like the only thing I think that's different is that every character can like either loot or have like a a a hacker um, feat to where like it could glitch out something in the game. Like maybe like. The other players see like six of you like running around or like the player's guns like explode or whatever. It's it just seems like a very interesting um theme. The beta is open. I think the beta is free to play. Um so if you want to check out Hyperscape, you can look at the trailer. If you sure that, ready to sure one, that, you will- I'm sure the money part of that game isn't in beta. Oh, you know they're probably gonna have like oh you're having a hard time looting and finding that precise loot you want. We got some transactions for you to check out. Uh, oh my we, gosh. We need to have a real talk. Every Ubisoft game always has, like, every Assassin's Creed game and the opening menu is just like, hey, do you want to have these awesome, cool weapons and upgrades? Like, no, I don't. I want to I actually play the game. Can you close the window, please? Right. <laughs> They're so buggy. And Ubisoft also released a mobile game, but I quickly scrolled past. I'm like, no, thank you. I watched the trailer <laughs> thinking, this game looks really blocky. I'm like, oh, this is for the mobile. No, nah, I'm scrolling down. <laughs> Dang. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. Um, and lastly, a game that I think is really interesting. It's called Gods and Monsters. Um <gasps> This sounds familiar. It's made by the same people that created Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, the weird part of this game, and I only say weird because I'm so used to the opposite. In this game, you're a player who is trying to save the Greek gods. Not trying to fight them, not trying to kill them, not trying to, like... You're literally on their side trying to save them from the villain who's known as Typhon, who has released all these dangerous mythical beasts and have like really a lot of control. Yeah. And have like You're Hercules. Yeah. Basically, the gods are in need of your help, which for me is like the it was the weirdest thing to read. I was like, wait, what are you being? We're helping them. This doesn't seem like a game. Oh, we're, we're, oh, they're the good guys in this game. That's new. Um, so you're playing oh, yeah. as this kid. Yeah. I mean, so you're, you're playing as this kid and he gets like godlike powers with each world, with each like island he goes to to like save a certain guy. They give him buff and he takes it to fight other things. You fight Medusa, the Gorgon, which is the same person. Uh, you fight Cerberus, you fight um, all kind of crazy Greek monsters, all in the purpose of freeing and saving the gods from from Typhon. 
Um, my question is, do you as a character have special abilities? Like, what special abilities are we talking about if you're saving Greek or, gods? Or is this mythology? straight Shadow of the Colossus? Because if it's that, you might have me a little more interested. Right, right, right. When I first saw Raymond, I thought it was Shadow of the Colossus because, like, the the image literally is of, like, a, a griffin fighting a boy. And I'm like, is that? No, it's not that. But I think you get, like, um, you... From the trailer, I see that you have like a horn with like wings on it. I'm wondering if that's Hermes's hat, so it gives you the flight or extra jump ability. Um, I'm seeing oh. that he has like gauntlets. They they have lions on them. I'm wondering if those are like Hercules gauntlets in terms of fighting. Like I'm wondering if you get like Kratos, God of War type, type things. I'm like, this seems like Kratos, but like in reverse. <laughs> They're giving you boons and blessings to help you on your quest. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. No, I just said instead of him stealing him, like Kratos, yeah, yeah. He, he usually, well, the second two games, he just was taking shit from people, like, give me your wings. I forget how he was just like, oh, I like your, like your gauntlets. Give me your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Then he had to teach. He had to teach a boy after that. He did. Boy, my goodness, that was a great turnaround. But yeah, so that's gods and monsters, and that comes out um, Christmas. Wow, Christmas the twenty. Merry Christmas! Christmas, But it also looks like you can pre-order it now as well if you want to get on that pre-order train. But I don't think this is a game that would constitute a pre-order honestly i'm not pre-ordered yeah i think like they're special like i feel like last of us like last of us and cyberpunk are the only games i've pre-ordered so far that's ever since the whole like fallout debacle <laughs> fallout gate, ever since no, fallout gate. yeah but yeah that's uh that's marlin's corner for this week Oh, you wrote it down. You're so good. Paper down. I wrote it. I took, yeah. so, I had to take notes because I was gonna go on like a tangent of like there are so many games and let me tell you about all the games I played. But no, there also <laughs> were like a lot of like Tom Clancy games. Oh, the mobile game so was a Tom Clancy mobile game, and it was like a battle royale oh, Tom yeah. Clancy mobile game, and I was like, oh, oh no, the, t- oh, the battle royale yeah. is coming things. Was there a new division? Yes, there was a new division. A new division? Division like, three? Expansion pack. Uh, let me see. Right. I, I know that they released a bunch of things, and I was like, what's happening? Uh, there is... That is the last oh, my game I played for Ubisoft is Division 2, and I kind of just... <laughs> I would yeah. better say, I doubted. I think I there's doubt. a Division 2... Oh, let me see. Is this the one that came out? Probably a big DLC. Yeah, I think the DLC dropped. Yeah, Operation Iron Horse. Yeah, that's coming out. Hmm. Wait, no, that one already began. Never mind. Oh, well, I don't know if it's good or bad, but hmm, something to look into, I guess. Yeah, but they're just a bunch. The like, Rainbow Six had a thing. And Rainbow Six is still going? What's even funny is, like, Rainbow Six is called Rainbow Six Quarantine. <laughs> Stop! No! Stop it! Stop it! Is that correct? That game is getting not bought by anybody. It made me laugh so hard. I was like, I wonder if they thought of this before the quarantine happened, or if like they were like, oh man, 
We can't change this. It's too late. We already got the graphics drawn. <laughs> somebody says this is quarantine. Oh, we gotta keep it because he says it in the game. You know. Damn. But yeah. Wow, Ubisoft. That was Ubisoft's week. They had a good week so far, dropping a lot of cool things to check out. I feel like they're putting a lot of their all behind Assassin's Creed and Far Cry Six. And then Watchdog right. uh, Legions comes in third, I think, in terms of what their ranking is like. The games are like fully pushing a lot of. They have a lot of games in the pipeline, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I mean, I always overlook them, but no, we see you guys. We see you, especially for the Assassin's Creed, but in the Far Cry 6, which sounds amazing. Um, that one's going to be wild. Thank you, Marlon. For your Mar- Marlon's Corner, that was a lot. Yeah, it was. I had to take notes. That's a show within a show. Yeah, I was like, you had notes. Let me reference my notes. Okay. Um, I know we're short on time, but I do want to get my review of a show because I did say over the weekend was very animated. So HBO Max has dropped close enough. I've been waiting for this cartoon show for three years, you guys. Um, it's by J.G. Quintel, who, who created regular, regular, regular show. So if you are a fan of regular show, you're going to hella love this show. Close enough is basically regular show without okay. the child limits. Okay. It just took the what? Do you know who likes what? Do you know who likes regular show? My Ooh. mom. <laughs> I was waiting for that joke too. I was I was like, he's gonna say it. But uh <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because Close Enough has a lot of regular show Easter eggs. So if you pay close attention to certain episodes, you will see uh certain little uh, tidbits from like Rigby and Mordecai and even like uh, yeah what's his name? Benson and them you'll, you'll see that in the show which is great but this show is about uh, a husband and wife they have a little five year old daughter they live in LA they live in a crowded uh, apartment with a divorced couple who they live together because you know the economy of 2020 so they're all you know all living in one place each episode is like I would say it's kind of like the same as the regular show format. Each each episode's 15 minutes long, but or at least 10 minutes long, but you get two of them in one show, if that makes sense. And um, they're random. So it's like, it's like regular show. It's pretty random, but it's still, it's, it's very relatable because the characters are in our age group. And so there were a lot of episodes about what we thought were cool and people who are in their 20s are like y'all hello like there were so many and I felt offended like hey but I like that am I old like it was it was pretty funny but it still has you know if you remember regular show it starts off very simple Mordecai and Rigby just had to just grab something from the from some store that's all they had to do but then they get trapped in some sci-fi war or something out of nowhere it's the same thing in close enough where you know they they had the kid their kid has a sleepover they're like let's do some errands and then that turned into a whole event where and i feel like this is my favorite episode with a bartender is have you guys ever seen logan's run or heard of logan's run basically how if you're under if you're 30 you have to die basically you kill people over 30 so they went to a club 
And they killed this guy who walked in because he was born in 1984. And so once they saw the murder in the club, they were like, we have to get the hell out of here. And so it was so funny of them pretending to be young, even though they're like 32 to 35. And oh my gosh, it was it was too funny for me because I was like, I would have done the same thing. But uh, they, of course, you know, had to defeat the boss to get out of the club. But it's just stuff like that that was just... It's funny. Animation is really great. Still, I would say it's very similar to regular show. Not as, like, I know how regular show had a little bit of, it wasn't as clean, but this show is more updated. So it has more cleaner animation. Um, <clears throat> uh, the creator, JG, JG, does the voice of the dad. I think his name is, I actually forgot his name, but he's the dad. He looks like Mordecai as a person. He actually just looks like JG Quintel in real life. So I'm wondering if... Some of JG's real life is in the show because very and there's stuff that's very LA-ish. So I'm not from LA, so I I was like, I think that was an LA joke, but I don't know. But yeah, so I highly recommend. I I am already looking forward to season two. I feel like out of all the animated shows that came out this summer, this is my favorite one. And I really, it made me want to go back and watch regular show because it just, they, they like the same crew is part of this whole experience. And they had cameos from like some, some of the people from the show, as well as like Jerry from Rick and Morty was in it. I was like, that's Jerry's voice. So it's like, that's funny. And then like their landlord is this uh, old black lady who used to be a cop on the force. So she always be like, that name sounds familiar. Hmm. I never forget a face. And then she goes to solve the crime and her son, I think she has an adopted son. He's this white guy with red hair who wears no shirt. He kind of reminds me of a, what's his name, Marlon? My mom guy. What's his name? A regular show. He's like that character. Marlon, you have no audio. <laughs> Sorry. I forget his name. Yeah. Sorry. I have him on mute. <laughs> Yeah, so that character, he ha- he's the same vibe. So, like, he his mom is, like, trying to... She's, like, in her 70s trying to solve crimes. He's a mama's boy, obviously. He stays home, don't work. And he's always concerned about... There was this whole scene about how he, he tracked his mom down because... <gasps> Ever since I was a kid and you came home from work, I had to, I can only go to sleep until I heard the click of the doorknob. The reason I tracked you down, mom, is because I didn't hear the click of the doorknob. I was crying. <laughs> this man is like 40. <laughs> I, I was like, the mom, I mean, she, she, she just went on vacation. That's basically what she did. But he was like, she's missing. I have to find her. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I would say humor that you will definitely relate if you're over 30 and if you like regular show. Marlon's not over 30, so what does that mean for him? Not for me. (laughs) Not for me. I got, I got, I got got one year before I can jump into that, you know, it's not for your boy. Okay, so watch it and see if you can't relate. That's your challenge. <laughs> That's your challenge. Do you feel 30 yet? While watching no. Um, and then that's about it for me. I mean, another thing is if you saw Fire Force Season 2, you're doing the right thing. That's all I'm going to say. Because it's so good. Like so good. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up for the week? Uh, I got none. 
nothing. What? You too, right? We- Everyone's so quiet and just chilled. Okay. I got anxiety. I got to do another show after this. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I got to finish playing. No, you're fine. Um, you're super producer. <laughs> right, right, right. I bought that. I bought um, the, the, the two games that you recommend. I haven't played it yet, but I played the um, the other game that was free on PlayStation. Uh, Tomb Raider? That, um, no, 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 the other Rebecca one. Rebecca or Karen or something. Erica, 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 you play that. That was yeah. I saw show. on the thing. I was like, oh, look at look at Amy playing Erica. Fucker. Literally, we're friends. So it's just like, but it tells you. Amy, Marvel tells me. Like, we played Spider Man all last week, and now I he's know. On- <laughs> I, it's okay. I do the same thing. I'm like, what's he playing now? What played during my crack five two weeks ago? Like, I can see this. <laughs> I'm working on Valkyria Chronicles four at the moment. What? Uh, Ooh, what's that one? It's a strategy game, anime Ooh. game. Ooh. Has some yeah. One infantry battle vibes. Ooh, nice. Ooh. It's, an, it's an anime game. He's fancy. Raven's in a whole nother world. Level <laughs> world. I'm like, I'm only on two games. The Final Fantasy 14 or Animal Crossing right now. Even though I did just get Pokemon and Sword, so that should be interesting. You chose your side. <gasps> yeah, because more people had shields, so I was like, I guess I'm going to get Sword. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's how I was like. I had to do a poll and everything on Twitter to go. find out. What game do y'all have? Oh, okay, I'll get Sword. So... That worked out nice. Um, Animal Crossing, I get why people were crazy about it three months ago. I'm three months behind, but I get it. And Tom Nook is a crook. I don't like I that I still don't dude. get the game. I thought I'd get the game, and I don't get it. He is in the mob. I, I'm so He's in the mad. mafia. He has two nephews. I he wears Hawaiian shirts. And I paid on the top phone. dollar for this game I don't play. Marlin, just try it out because now I have it. I, I did, hope, I'll, and I'll I was like, you. I paid top dollar. I should have waited. This game should have gone. I should have gone on sale. Messed around and yeah, got this really? game. That game is not going to go on sale for the next three Here's years. That's, that's going to be $6 for a long I time. I paid $12 for Stardew Valley, and mm-hmm. I have a lot more fun with that game <laughs> than I do with Animal Crossing. <laughs> I can't buy how Valley is also you? multiplayer. It's the exact same thing as uh, Animal Crossing, but you can play with other people. So, like, I think Jared, Sheridan, and Camille and I have a whole little farm that we've been like planting stuff, and it's just been like, cool, so I'll do this thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is the geekiest thing I've heard today. <laughs> I mean,. That's what I'm doing with me and my friends. We're like hustling and trading and buying out stuff for the stock market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't get me started on that. All about just having fun and going fishing and petting dogs. I do that. I do and that. Then trying to steal money from you and tell you that you got to pay this mortgage. <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to upgrade okay, your house? I, you can if you want to. So Marlon, I want to ask you if I do get another, if I do get the switch, which I, I'm still on the but well, I can't get it because it's it's not it's it's nowhere, it's nowhere. right now. But, I, I'll tell no, you where. But Walmart, they they can't sell them it's, out of a trunk up, of a car. It's up priced. It's hella on, from Walmart. I looked at it. I was like, that's not. I'm not no, you gotta get a switch. You should get Stardew Valley. It's a okay. fun game to play by yourself or with other people. 
But it sounds like Animal Crossing, so I feel like I don't want to do the same thing. And Final Fantasy XIV, I do the same thing. I fish and build things, but nobody's telling me what to do. I just do it because, I got a World of Warcraft. You know, I got them like, Cling it to. <laughs> World of Warcraft. We're not having a discussion. I already had this Warcraft discussion with WoW people. No. Far superior. Cancel. No, it's not. Far superior. It's not. Why do WoW people come to Final Fantasy XIV, huh? I don't get it. Maybe because they've been playing all their lives. They've been playing 30 years in the game. And, and I just still going strong. And still going strong. Mm-hmm. Y'all are part of some collective. Wow, gang. What's up, Azeroth crew? Oh my gosh. Are we going to really turn. have what was the most successful and then more games of right now? Because those that's literally the two Next games. For the Next week on Geek Force. On 14 yeah. hands down y'all y'all too much like you just it's too much but okay um to be continued mm-hmm. i guess to be continued. okay um thank you guys for coming around and talking about all the wonderful things we talked about today uh shout out to emmy ray and marlon keep being you got cool kids and kittens oh lord cool kids Cool, cat, cool cats and kittens? Yeah, cool cats and kittens. Aiming is actually being a kitten right now. Um, <laughs> thanks to our listeners. Again, if you love our show, follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please leave us comments, questions. Um, what is Aiming going to play in her next PS4 game? We don't know. Ask her that. She'll gladly respond. She's playing um, three right now. So it's- see, that's really... Look, she is on it. Like, we're so proud here at the squad that she's doing that. Um, yeah, so you guys, thank you again for our show. Uh, I just want to say, you know, stay safe, wear a mask, and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.